Good morning. Yes, good morning, because it is game day, and game day is happening in the afternoon, which normally it happens on the evening of Thursday, but today is a day in which America gives thanks to land that they slaughtered from the Native Americans, and this is Indian Slaughter Day, or for the rest of you who don't think it's crazy and fucking ranged as I do, Happy Thanksgiving. Nay, welcome. Happy Thanksgiving. I'm thankful for you as a partner on the show. The knowledge and the wording that you have overcome over the course of these four seasons. I mean, if I had to ask an opinion for a bet to say what your opinion is before I put it in, I kind of feel confident now that you're going to give me a legitimate answer. Welcome to the Touchdown Report Week 12. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Wow, that was a 51-second introduction by me. Is that, that's got to be a record. That's got to be the longest introduction ever. Nevertheless, it's game day. So here we go. Real doozy. We got three of them today, all right? Three of them today. Three of them today. So let's start off with what happened last week on Thursday Night Football. Everybody knows what happened with the injury with Joe Burrow, but let's just not remind everybody, but kind of recap that, Nay. Last week, the Cincinnati Bengals traveled to the Baltimore Ravens, and Baltimore won that game 34-20. Yes. That night, as, as we watched Joe Burrow go down, um, a lot of big injuries in that game. Also, the tight end for the Baltimore Ravens going down, and that is a big loss for the Ravens. That is Lamar Jackson's security blanket. But you had uh, Cooper step up in his absence, and you also had... Odell Beckham Jr. step up and looking to the Odell Beckham that we once knew. Um, even even with his injury during the Super Bowl with the Rams, he was lighting it up. All right, and uh, he has a thing versus the Bengals. He kind of kind of owns them, but uh, nevertheless, he's only been on the team for a couple of weeks. Uh, uh, no, he's been two years. Two years. Two years. Yeah, two years. I believe they traded for him uh, last year, and then he came on. Or maybe it was just this year. I have to. I'm sorry if that was wrong, but I'll, I'll reach. I'll re uh, recheck that and get back to you on there. But yeah, I'm pretty sure he's been with them for about a year and a half. But nevertheless, still, he's got a great quarterback. Or I, I, I can't go as far as to say Lamar Jackson is a great quarterback. Nay, he's yet to be proven, but he is an elite player. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I guess because he. He does more than just be a quarterback. Yeah, I mean, but he is he a great quarterback or he is just is because because there's a difference well, there's to me. A lot of not good quarterbacks in the season, you, you, so I would say he's a great quarterback me, of the 2023-2024 season. This may turn around and sound backwards, but to me, there's a difference between elite quarterbacks and great quarterbacks, and most people would consider an elite quarterback better than a great quarterback, but I don't. I think great is the top that you can get as a quarterback, not elite. I don't think he has taken it to that next level yet. He's got to win a playoff game for Baltimore. He's got to do something in this upcoming yeah, year. Some of it's not his fault. Injuries. Um, I mean, the team has been there. I mean, the, the Ravens, have been, you know, people forget the Ravens are a good team. Been in the Super Bowl within the last 10 years. It's more to say than some of the other teams out there, including the Bengals, with coming back. From their Super Bowl that they had a couple years back, I don't think they're ever going to see one again, no matter what happens with Burrow, because he can't stay healthy. Next game. Next game, Dallas Cowboys traveled to the Carolina Panthers, and Dallas won that game 33-10, which we knew was going to happen. Yeah, I mean, this was just a beatdown, and, and this is really, you know, what was to be expected. Now, now the crazy thing about this is, is that I'm still sitting here puzzled of how the Cowboys are getting this schedule, all right? 
Eagles have a tough, tough schedule ahead. And the Cowboys seem like they're playing fucking teams that are under 500 every week. This is ridiculous. But they did what they had to do. If this game, if this game day was 17-10, then I would start questioning Dallas. But they did what they had to do on a weaker team, and they romped them in their home stadium. They went on the road and did this. Good job for them. Next game. Well, they made a big deal out of Prescott this whole preseason. So I'm wondering if they made it easier to make sure that he was still kept around. Because remember, they brought in that rookie. Absolutely, and I could see the argument on there, but the schedule was already released in May, and that shit happened in August. So maybe he does have something to prove as what you're saying from that bullshit, but Trey Lance is not the guy that's going to come in here and win the division versus the Philadelphia Eagles. You're going to need Dak Prescott. Next game. Los Angeles Chargers travel to the Green Bay Packers. Green Bay won that game by a field goal, 23-20. I mean, so many opportunities, again, that we speak about. And there's just so many like sad stats that I'm a part of here. Uh, since 1970, okay, all right, 10 years after the merger, the Chargers have lost 139 games by having a 10-point lead or more in the fourth quarter. Although they did not have one in this game, there were many opportunities that they turned the ball over on the goal line, Chargers were the best percentage team of putting the ball in the end zone in the red zone. Well, they sure didn't show it on Sunday, and they got beat by a, a better team for that day, but Green Bay is still shit. Next game. Pittsburgh Steelers travel to the Cleveland Browns, and Cleveland won that game also by a field goal, 13-10. Yeah, one last side note that I wanted to bring up about, about the Chargers here as we get, we uh, step back for one second is that on the first series of the game, they... Joey Bosa was carted off with a foot injury. We know that he struggled with the foot over the course of the last two and a half, three seasons, and he is on long-term IR with no definite return or any injury update as of right now. Big, big blow for the Chargers, and that's been the story of this franchise. And since 20 years back of me being a fan, 25 years, 28 years back of being a fucking fan, every year they have top-notch players who got who get hurt. I don't know if it's the conditioning. I don't know. It's not obviously the field. This was in Green Bay, which they did complain about the field. But going on to the Steelers and the Browns, it was a good win for the Browns. And the, and the Browns are a, a really surprising uh, team moving on without Deshaun Watson. And two of the four starting quarterbacks for the, the uh, AFC North with Burrow and Watson are going to be done for the year, Nay. So this is not... You know, um, this this is a defensive, um, I would say, a defensive division, uh, with the exception of how, how dangerous Baltimore uh, their defense is, and it, it's uh, you're gonna see that most likely, unless unless the Steelers, uh, you know, which we'll talk about what they're gonna do this week, uh, unless they start losing in a couple games in a row, like two or three games in a row. You're looking like you're going to see three teams come out of the North for the playoffs for the National Football League, and it's kind of scary. Um, as far back as you want to say about the Steelers owning the Browns on this one, uh, it was really a really defensive battle game. Browns defense is amazing, and T.J. Watt is one of the best players I've ever seen, and he was just going ape shit all over. So, tough loss for the Steelers, and uh, good job for the Browns. Tough one this week for the Browns uh, coming up, but we'll talk about that in a bit. Next game. Chicago Bears travel to the Detroit Lions, and this was a pretty high scoring game for Chicago 31-26. Well, we got Fields back. Lions. I shouldn't say we. I'm not a fucking Bears fan. <laughs> they got Fields back and they um had a lead all game. Down double digits with 5 minutes left. I watched this whole game, all right? Cuz I had the Lions. No way they're losing to the fucking Bears at home this team, okay? And despite throwing three interceptions and having five turnovers and being out dominated on possession 
by over 20 minutes, Goff came back and fucking beat him. Get, came back down the field, gave them an opportunity, and he sh- shook all the interceptions off, came back down, gets up, goes with a two-point conversion. Now, if they turn around and tie the game, which at this point, you just gave up 17 points, the momentum is with the home team and the Lions. They got a safety to tack on the fucking win. They get the ball back, take a fucking knee, say goodbye, Chicago. That's how it went down. Consider him a great quarterback. Then? I I consider I don't I consider Goff a a good quarterback that has the potential to grow, uh, and he's done it in a new system. And obviously, the L.A. system of offense didn't work for Jared Goff, but he has so many weapons on with Dan Campbell and the Detroit Lions. And I just, they're a fun team to watch. I can't wait to watch them in a couple hours. There's no way I'm betting against them today, especially at home. This is the best start that these guys have had in since the early 90s, okay? They're 8-2, and two, and they're playing good team, complimentary football. And if you don't know what complimentary football is, it's when your defense takes away the ball, or for instance, in this case, Jared Goff throws an interception, nay, the defense comes out and either gets the ball back, or they turn around and they force a punt where there are no points scored. That's complimentary football. Your defense takes the ball away. Complimentary football is you go down the field and you score a fucking touchdown. Field goal, eh, that could, that could be a half a point. But when you're playing complimentary football like the San Francisco 49ers, the Philadelphia Eagles, the Detroit Lions, you take that ball away and you go down the field and you score a touchdown. Next game. Arizona Cardinals travel to Houston Texans. Houston won the game 21-16. Houston at home. I, I mean, listen, I, I Kyler Murray came out and played a decent game. This was a very low-scoring game for both of these teams. But, listen, this is what's going down with the Houston Texans. They're, they're a decent team. And right now, Nay, as I mentioned to you, they're sitting in a wild card. If the season ended today, the Houston Texans make the playoffs. Next game. Tennessee Titans travel to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jacksonville... This game, 34-14. After the romp that they took last week from the 49ers, there was no doubt in my mind that Doug Peterson was not losing two games in a row. Trevor Lawrence went off, and it was a great game for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Division leaders, playoffs ended today. Jaguars are in, Titans are out. Next game. Las Vegas Raiders traveled to the Miami Dolphins, and Miami won 2013. I kind of miss the days of the really high-scoring points. Yeah, so does everybody else who's gambling on the over. <laughs> so Miami, 13-and-a-half um, at home. The Raiders played them tough. Um, you know, I don't know what else to say about this game other than there are a lot of moves that go on in a season that people don't understand or whatnot. Now, remember when I said to everybody, conditioning. They did this because they weren't conditioning. Everybody may have caught up to what Miami has done or defensive coordinators are picking up things that they had not done in the prior weeks with other teams when Miami was romping them. Or maybe it was just like preseason, preseason. Correct. And that's all under the form of conditioning and why you don't touch anything crazy until at least week eight when you can see what teams are for real and what teams are not. So hats off to the Raiders for playing a tough game. I not I'm still in my mind somehow the Buffalo Bills are going to win the AFC East, okay? And their shit too, firing their offensive coordinator, and we'll get to them in just a second. Uh, definitely was the major difference in what happened with the Bills, and, and still Miami. I'm not impressed with them. If you're if Miami's walking into Buffalo, all right, as they did last year as well, they're not going to win that game. I'm going to tell you right now as a playoff game, and they didn't do it when they played in the regular season. And Miami, to me. As you just said, 
everyone else is caught up with their bullshit and their conditioning. Next game. Well, I mean, it's really only two players. Well, listen, you're never going to stop Tyreek Hill. And if you can contain everybody else, right, and stop him or let him go wild, four or five pass rushers going against Tua, he's not going to have the fucking time to throw the ball downfield to Tyreek Hill. Double team everybody else in the defenses. Yeah, you've seen what they did. They didn't just... They, they, a success for you or any team in the National Football League is if you could hold the Dolphins to three touchdowns or less, and that's what the Raiders did. Even though they lost, it was still a great B-plus effort by the Raiders. Next game is New York Giants travel to the Washington Commanders, and uh, the Giants won 31-19. Decaholics and Giant fans, what did I say? What did I say? The Giants own the Skins. Enough said. I don't care what happened in the game. I told you all it was going to fucking happen. Next game. Tampa Bay Buccaneers travel to the San Francisco 49ers. The 49ers won 27-14. This, uh, yeah, this was a rough one. Um, good to see the Niners offense. Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, and they're really such a pleasure to watch. Um, a couple weeks away, all right, for the big showdown, all right, Philly and the uh, 49ers. It's going to be game of the year, all right? And uh, it, it's, it's going to be a good one. It's going to be a good one. And uh, glad to see that the Niners are healthy because I don't want to hear the excuses like, oh, well, if we had our best players, you got your best players, okay? And we're going to see whose best players are best. Next game. New York Jets travel to the Buffalo Bills. And like we knew, it was wet. And um, Buffalo won that game, smacked them 32-6. to May was very angry during this game. I did not want to watch this game. You ended up watching a good portion of this game. And every every play that the Jets threw, whether it was a first down or an incomplete, May said they were terrible. The execution from this team, the not reading of the downfield throws where Zach Wilson had how many guys open, how many times, and he threw into double, triple coverage, and they deserved to lose. Didn't they even take him out? They took him out to put in their backup to give him a try. All right, and I already. Tommy DeVito. No, no, that's the giant. That's the giant guy. Yeah, the. They've been making fun of him all week long. Yeah, well, he lives at home with his mom, and that he, um, that his mom makes some chicken chicken cutlets and does his laundry, and some people are like, he's a genius for staying at home, and other people are like, dude. Well. It's a it's a it's a really tough scenario when you see the meme that Zach Wilson is also sitting at the table with him. So I'm assuming that Zach's banging his mom while all three of them live at home. I no, guess that no. I guess that's what it means with his nickname Zachy Milfson, okay? But nevertheless, whoever's at quarterback for the Jets or the Giants right now, I guess if they're gonna start the backup, I they have no, they have no choice with Daniel Jones being out for the rest of the year to start him. And if you're winning, this is, might be the future for the Giants with this guy. And he showed I understand if he's playing the skins. And the Skins are a better team on the road. I do expect a better performance today because they play Dallas tough. But you, you have to look at from the, the, the situation or the perspective like this is that anybody that's playing right now for these teams, the Giants, the Panthers, I wouldn't go as far as to say the Jets quite yet. They're just playing for jobs. And that's really all it is. And it, and it's, it's sad, I guess, for some that had high expectations. And it's sad for what you did to a guy like Saquon that we spoke about this, about how you did not pay him. You franchise tagged him. You think he's going to want to stay with your fucking team next year? He's out of there. And he's one of the best running backs that's going to hit the free agent market next year, and he's going to fucking run. I'm telling you now. Giants are in trouble. So the Jets, no matter who their fucking quarterback is. As I mentioned earlier, the Buffalo Bills fired their offensive coordinator after the loss to Denver on Monday night. Everybody's jumping on the Denver bandwagon. Listen, fuck Denver. I'm going to tell you that right now. Fuck Denver. We'll talk about them just in a second. But 
Buffalo Bills, I still think, are going to win the AFC East. All right? I have not once come on here and say that I do not feel that the Buffalo Bills are going to still end up in the playoffs. It's bound to happen. And even if it comes in at an 11-7 record or a 12-6 record, 10, whatever, 10-8 record, it's going to happen. They're going to outbeat Miami for the division. And I don't think Miami's even going to get a wild card. So... Unless Miami starts showing that they're going to start romping teams. And Miami's had a couple tough losses. They should have beat Kansas City. That was a tough loss. And so did Buffalo. Buffalo should have never lost ever at home to the Denver Broncos. Sorry. Um, next game. Next game, Seattle Seahawks uh, travel to the Los Angeles Ram. And this was, of course, game 17-16. Yeah, and, and this is a tough one because like the Rams have three wins all year. Okay, Two of them are versus the Seahawks. The Seahawks are in second place in the division. Makes no sense. It's division rivals. It's how and you play the team. The sense. Giants have three wins. Two of them are versus the fucking Skins. It makes no sense. Division games. It's just the way yeah, you but match up. Pretend, pretend that it's a fucking division game all year round. What the fuck's the difference? It's it? just a feeling that you get on that game. How cranked sure. up do I get when we, when we play Dallas? How cranked up do I get when they play KC? I already may know the outcome when we play KC, but I'm still cranked up, all right? Wow. Ultra cranked up. This outcome's different, but I'm talking about the Chargers. Yeah. So, next game. Minnesota Vikings travel to the Denver Broncos, <laughs> which we were just talking about, and Denver won by 1.2120. Yeah, um, this one, we both like Minnesota on this one. Denver at home. Um, I didn't care really what they did last week in Buffalo. They're, they're getting a lot of attention now, and it's really the Russell Wilson show. He's playing unbelievable. He has the longest streak in the NFL of getting sacked in continuous games. No offensive line, and he's a fucking warrior out there, and I don't know how he's doing it. Oh, wait, I do. He's got one of the best coaches of all time in Sean Payton. One of the best. Hands down. That New Orleans Saints offense that Sean Payton ran with Drew Brees and Alvin Kamara and even Darren Sproles, Jimmy Graham for all those years— Brandon Cooks, okay, Michael Thomas, that team was based on a core of eight years plus, and he just continued number one offense, number two offense, number one offense, year after year after year, and he's finding and doing it with a great player in Russell Wilson. I am not a believer in the Denver Broncos. Next game. Well, I think you should take the next game because you know what it is. <laughs> next game, Deacoholics, is the Monday Night Massacre that could have been the... Philadelphia Eagles travel to the Kansas City Chiefs in Arrowhead Stadium. And it's not Arrowhead Stadium anymore. They changed the fucking name of it. I don't even know what it is, but it's not. But it they, will they, never be whatever it, it is. Still, it still has to be Arrowhead Stadium in the, the way that it is, okay? But the puzzling fact about this is what really set me off about this. The Eagles won the game, okay? So they win, they, they win this game, all right? Uh, it, it, um, sorry, uh, they, they win the game 21-17. to 17. I nodded off for a second there. I was looking at today's game. Uh, so 21-17 here. Nate, I don't want to look back at this. I really, really don't. But I'm going to have to for a second. We blew a 10-point lead in the Super Bowl. Yep. Kansas City was up by 10 at the half. They blew a 10-point lead. Is this shit not fixed? I mean, I'm a fan of the winning team. Well, I think the stat that's crazier is that, that they haven't lost a home game in 18 games. That's insane. So this is the first home game that they lost. That's crazy. Yeah. I'm trying to think here. It came up on ESPN. That's crazy. Not that I don't trust you there, but I was just trying to sit back and see if they had lost one there. Yeah, but nevertheless, look... Andy Reid has never lost to the Eagles as well. That's another one. That, that's a stat there, all right? The, the craziest thing is 
you got they got this this funny meme. Old memes, they're all getting old, but this one kind of had me cracking up. So Jason Kelsey, not Travis Kelsey, is in the top. Good. Oh, sexiest man alive. Okay. People sexiest men alive. And, and the meme not is. Yeah, the meme is one. It says picture of Travis Kelsey and Jason next to each other, and then I get Taylor Swift is on the outside. Okay, uh, and it says one is in the running for sexiest man alive, and then the other one is dating an Eagles fan. And I just thought it was great. I really thought it was great because that that just you know sums it up or whatnot. And I just want to. Was one last year. Yeah, I I just exactly, and that's that's why I'm upset with her because you can't jump ship like that no matter who you're blowing. But the thing is, you turn around here, okay? I really, honestly, truthfully feel that you got the these hardcore fans out there, all right, who if we got it at the same point, be thinking the same thing as me, that this is absolutely bananas. That this happened, that happened. It's, it's, it's just too coincidental for me. Nevertheless, it was a good win. It was an ugly win. But the defense held what they had to hold in the second half. And they got the W. But, a couple of brotherly shoves. I mean, you know, it, it, it can't hate it. Can't make it illegal if you can't stop it. That's an advantage over 31 other teams. And that's yeah, the one of the... I feel like everyone else is trying it, but can't. They just can't execute it, you know. I think well, they. I think they just don't have the, the muscle. Yeah, and yeah. Like the, the exact design of it. The best offensive line in the game, and no matter how great Kansas City's offense, uh, defensive line was in the first half of this game with five sacks. Okay, um, <laughs> they wear you down. They are conditioned. This is what the Eagles are about: the run and pound, ground and pound game. And if we don't well, stop sh- us. As long as they keep their players, the as long as they keep their players, they're going to be a strong team to defeat for the next couple of years. Yeah, yeah, and, and I mean these guys are, you know, it's they're so stacked and they're ro- and they're rotating and they're all talented. They're all high talented players that if one comes out, you know, one it, goes back in. It's just it's insane. But not only that, like if you watch them on social media, their social team makes them feel like. And I think that they truly are humble people who just want to have fun and play football together. They are. And when you're winning and when you're doing these things and you face tough adversity, like being down 10 points on the road, you believe in each other. And that's what it's all about. You know, I can say these guys on the road, you know, Arizona Cardinals are not believing that if they're down 10 points on the road to Kansas City, that they're not going to come back and win this game. They're not. Yeah, I think what it comes down to is like that ultimate teamwork too. Like that ultimate like feeling like a team, feeling like, you know, everyone's got everyone's back and you can see that not every team works like that or distributes like that. Correct. That'll bring us down into this afternoon's game starting at twelve thirty. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for that, James. All right. So the four and six Green Bay Packers are traveling to the eight and two Detroit Lions. Minus eight and a half at home for the Lions. Forty-seven for the over. All right. Listen, 
This is a division game. This is prime time. I'm just going to tell you to tease it down and take the lines on the tease. I know they're going to win this game. 47 is a little Thanksgiving magic. Teasing it down also helps you, but I think that it's going to happen. Eight and a half is a lot. I think it's going to happen, but your safe bet is to tease it down. It is, again, once again, division game, as we saw last week. And they did not cover a seven and a half point spread as they were supposed to. Four and seven, Washington Deadskins traveling to the seven and three Dallas Cowboys. Minus 13 and a half at home for the boys, 48 and a half for the game. Well, I did mention to you earlier, all right, that it was Indian Slaughter Day. And it sure is going to be that way in Dallas as well, all right? And now, I think here that the Dallas Cowboys are going to come out. And they are going to destroy the Washington Skins. Thirteen and a half is a lot, though. So I think it stays close in the beginning, and I think Dallas runs away with it in the second half. Forty-eight, forty, forty-eight is a lot. Fourteen—that's two touchdowns. This is a Dallas team at home. They're going to be cranked up. Dallas wins this game either way. Game of the day. I'm excited to watch this game. The 7-3 San Francisco 49ers are traveling to the 6-4 Seattle Seahawks. Minus 7 on the road for the Niners. 44 for the game. Niners, Niners, man, are going to have a tough, tough time tonight deciding who they're going to give the ball to each time that they hand it off, whether it's Debo or whether it's Christian McCaffrey. But there is no doubt in my mind that they're going to trample the Seahawks tonight. It's going to be a, probably about a 10-point win for the 49ers. These two play each other close. Okay, they really do. But the Niners are just too much of a stronger team than the Seahawks are. Bringing us down into now Friday for the first ever nay Black Friday game. And they couldn't put a better matchup on. Amazon Prime, 3 o'clock. The 7-3 Miami Dolphins, minus 9.5 on the road, are traveling to the 4-6 and six New York Jets. 40.5 for the over. It sounds like I'll be shopping on Amazon at this time. Miami wins. Jets play it tough. Ten should happen. Dolphins win. Five and five New Orleans Saints traveling to the four and six Atlanta Falcons. This is one o'clock on the twenty sixth of November. Minus one on the road for the Saints. Forty two for the game. Um, I don't know what Saints team is coming out. They got ramped by uh, Minnesota a couple weeks ago. Then. Uh, uh, let's see what they do. Let's see what they do when they uh, they come back after their bye. Um, I'm going to take the Saints here. I don't believe in the Falcons. Six and four Pittsburgh Steelers minus one traveling to the five and five Cincinnati Bengals. Thirty five and a half for the game. Absolutely, I think the Steelers uh, win this one. Go to seven and four and stay tight with the wild card here. Cincinnati's going to find out how their backup's going to do in his first uh, game there. Nay, so tough one here. Thirty five and a half. Uh, that that's that's a really really low one that is in jeopardy of possibly going under on there. So I would say it's going under. I I don't think these guys are scoring some points here unless. You get like a 31-7 game from the Steelers or a 28-7 game, then you're coming close to it, but stay away from it. Four and three Jackson. Oh, sorry, seven and three. <laughs> so that was weird. Seven and three Jacksonville Jaguars traveling to the six and four Houston Texans. Minus one and a half on the road for the Jaguars, 48 uh, uh, for the over on this one. Nay, I think you're going to see a surprise on this one. The Texans are home, and I think it's going to be a tough, tough, close game. Texans are going to pull this out by a last-second field goal. I really believe that. Okay. The... Four and six Tampa Bay Buccaneers traveling to the five and five Indianapolis Colts. Minus two and a half at home for the Colts, 44 and a half for the game. The only reason why I say the Colts win by three is because they're at home. These are two teams that are both shit. The, speaking of shit, 
two and eight New England Patriots traveling to the three and eight New York Giants. Minus three and a half on the road for the Patriots, 34 for the over. I think the Giants are going to win this game at home based upon what I saw last week from the, from the Skins' performance. Your boy DeVito, whether he's eating chicken cutlets at Carmine's or his fucking mother's kitchen, is good enough in my eyes to beat the New England Patriots, especially this season. The 1-9 Carolina Panthers traveling to the 3-7 Tennessee Titans. Minus 3.5 at home for the Titans, 36.5 for the, the over. All right, well, I don't I don't even want to call this game. I don't have no idea. I think the Panthers may upset here. I, I say that every week to hope that the, the, they do something here. But Tennessee at home, they should win this game. If it's not by 3, then it could be by less. Could say anything could happen on these two teams. You never know what team comes out, but Tennessee should win this at home. Four and six LA Rams traveling to the two and nine Arizona Cardinals. Uh, minus one and a half on the road for the Rams. Forty-four and a half for the game. I like the Cardinals at home. Two and nine team at home. Kyle Murray's back. Like I said, I like the Cardinals at home here. Seven and three Cleveland Browns traveling to the five and five Denver Broncos. Now that last one and this one are both four oh fives. Minus one and a half at home for Denver. Thirty-six for the game. I think this game goes under, and I think the Cleveland Browns are going to win this game by a field goal. Four twenty-fives now, Nay. Seven and three, Kansas City Chiefs traveling to the five and six Las Vegas Raiders of Oakland. Minus nine on the road for the Chiefs, 43 for the game. I don't know. I don't know. This could go either way here. These two play each other tough. Um, Chiefs win, not by 10. Six and five, Buffalo Bills traveling to the nine and one Philadelphia Eagles. Minus three at home for the Eagles, 48 and a half for the game. I don't think the over gets touched, but I do think the Eagles win this game by seven or more. Sunday Night Football brings us down to what could be a massacre. Now, I really do not feel confident at all about this game. The 8-3 Baltimore Ravens traveling to the 4-6 Los Angeles Chargers of San Diego. Minus 3.5 on the road for the Ravens, 48 for the game. I'm not going against my team. They're winning, but I don't feel confident about it. 48's not happening. Well, you know what? Maybe 48 will happen because it's going to take a shootout to beat Baltimore. Monday Night Football, 3-8 and eight Chicago Bears traveling to the 6-5 and five Minnesota Vikings. 3.5 at home for the Vikings, 43 for the over. Yeah, I think both of those are going to happen. I think the Vikings are going to beat the Bears. Nobody's on bye this week, Nay, because of next week there's six teams on bye. And be, yeah, disgusting. Only two more bye weeks. And because of the three games today, there's no way they can put teams on bye. They need gambling prospects, and they need money. So that's why we have no buys. But I do have a stat that I want to bring up just before we get out of here. 18 times the Chicago Bears have traveled to Detroit on Thanksgiving to play the Lions. They have a 10-8 record versus the Lions. That's going to go to 10-9. Thank you. They're losing today. 10 times the Dallas Cowboys have hosted the Washington Redskins. I believe this is the first time they're hosting the Washington Commanders. 8-2 all-time lead on Thanksgiving for Dallas on there. That goes to 9-2. Both of these teams that have only eight wins versus the teams they're facing today, who are the regulars, meaning Detroit and Dallas, who play on Thanksgiving every year, will both advance to nine. It's all about the numbers. You see the patterns, you trust it, you wager it, be safe in what you do. In the meantime, follow us on the majors of social. Deacon and Coach Show Instagram, Deacon and Coach Show on Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it. Hope you all stay safe and have a great, wonderful day. Three games for you all to sit back and watch. And if you're not the normal NFL fan. Wait till tonight. You'll get the good game. But for now, Deacon and Ned are out.